It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Save the World. Jim Norton is one of my favorite comics. He's very funny. Um, he's very busy. You have a YouTube show with your wife, Nikki. You have your serious show. You've got your charity work that you do at the Boys and Girls Club. Yes, I promise not to show up and people donate money <laughs> <laughs> if he stays away. Especially when I look like I look right now. Like, I haven't shaved in a week because I got bit by a dog. So, like, I was I, my skin was a little sensitive. Did you get bit by a dog in the face? Well, it was a very weird. It, it wasn't like a, a biting. He nipped. I think he was warning me. Like was it a chihuahua? No, it was a... They're bastards. They're nasty, but this was a a, a, a rescue Rottweiler, like a lab mix. Oh, okay. A 90-pound dog. Oh, God. But I was leaning over his face. Like, dogs don't like it when you come from above. Yeah. And he he just, he, with his teeth, Oof. grabbed... But it, there's no mark. I just, it just hurts. Yeah. Um, He didn't bite, but he just kind of, like, pushed up oh, with his like teeth. That's like a Russian assassin. But that dog knows what it's doing. Because he could have killed me. Yeah. He could have ripped my neck. But he neck. also, he, he could have harmed you visibly, and then he would have been put down. But he's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna make Jim think about this in his sleep. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. Uh, I haven't <laughs> shaved in four days. This is like the old cops uh, putting the phone book on you before they hit you so there's no marks. <laughs> That's what the dog did to me, basically. Phone booked me. Are you a dog fan? My wife wants one. Uh, she's desperate for a dog. Mm-hmm. I love them, but I don't like taking care of them. And I know she won't take care of them. That's exactly what happens when kids want a dog. Right. So we got a dog when we moved from L.A. to New York. So I have, you know, now they're teenagers. But back then, like, we will walk it. We'll pick everything up. We'll take, we'll take the dog to the vet. And I'm like, you're six. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> you're not going to do anything. No. Yeah. That's what would happen at home. My wife's going to lay there like Elvira and Scarface <laughs> with the things on her eyes at two in the afternoon. And I'm going to have to take this little beast out. So that's why I haven't gotten one yet. How did you and Nikki meet? We met, she Facebooked me. She liked, she liked some of the things I have said publicly in certain interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sent me a message. And so she was attractive, so I messaged her back. Mm-hmm. And she was from Norway, so we talked for seven months before we physically Whoa. met. Did you fall in love in that seven months? As much as you can on FaceTime. Do you um, think she fell in love? No, she liked me. But again, okay. until you meet, you just don't you don't know what, what it's going to be, what it's not going to be. Um, but yeah, just talking to her day in and day out, it, it forced you, because you're not hooking up. Mm-hmm. So it forced you to like, what well, do I like this person or do I not like this person? So when I first met her, I was like, oh, I really like her. Yeah. Um, and it took a long time. She's from Norway, even though it's a friendly U.S. country. Uh, immigration still took five years. It was a whole Whoa. thing. Because she had a minor ticket for sending a text about hashish. Like, literally, <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. So is that was that on the U.S. side or the Norwegian side? Well, the Norwegian side uh, gave her the ticket, even though, again, it was literally a text message they saw on someone else's phone. It's mm-hmm. a crazy and then the U.S. side, if it's on your record, if it's noted in the police record, you have to go through a process. Yeah. So we did. It was a long process. Wow, that's wild. So yeah. uh, are the Norwegians as cold as other Scandinavians? Yes, 100%. I mean, and very literal, too. Uh, you know what I mean? Like just like autism literal. I mean, like I mean, like moonwalking on the spectrum. Like I'll say to her, like. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll say to her sometimes, I'll be like, oh, God, I put on weight. I'm 600 pounds. No, you're not. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. You're 145, Jim. Yeah, yeah it's very, very. Stop nonsense. It's funny you picked that up, though, because she knows Norwegians are, are very kind of robotic in a way. Mm-hmm. And she knows that. And it's funny to hear somebody else notice that. But they, I guess it is all Scandinavians, right? Well, so when I grew up in Portland and then after I left MTV, I moved to Seattle and people were very cold in a way that Portlanders weren't. And so I realized like Portlanders, like a bunch of hippies and a bunch of people who relocated from the Midwest, like my parents. So there's like a warmth and sometimes hippies are are too warm, like too touchy, too demonstrative. But in Seattle, there was none of that. And they were like, you are not a part of our group. Like overtly. Yeah. And and at the time I was in therapy and I asked my therapist, like, what the hell is going on here? Is it mean said, no, they're Scandinavians. They're all descendants of Vikings and uh, they are so insular and they, they distrust other people. They like you, but they'll never show it. Yeah, that's funny. Maybe that's what it is, too, because I, I have noticed that um, they're, not, they're nice people. Like, her family is very nice. My family loves her. Her family loves – like, you know, but, but you're, there is that weird thing I've noticed. And uh, it's funny to hear somebody else notice that. Do you want children? No, and neither does she. Oh, that's uh, good. I, you know what? No, let me correct that. She would like – kids okay i am not she knew that when she met me yeah um obviously she can't have kids so we you know she'll have to adopt but I, i'm not gonna well, a lot of people adopt i know but i have no interest so it's it's interesting i was talking to you uh on valentine's day i was talking to a dating expert and we we're talking about you know when someone wants to be in a relationship how soon is too soon to tell someone like if you're on a first date should a woman drop the bomb and be like i want to have kids i'm looking for a serious relationship or is that such a turnoff like you can never even get your hooks in. That's a great question. It, it depends, I think, on the age of the person, too. Like, I've dated women. Uh, my wife's younger than I am uh, by a lot. Um, but I've dated women who, are, who people would say is age-appropriate. Uh, and they, I, I found out, like, six months in, like, she really wanted kids. And I'm like, I'm wasting your time. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you're 36 or whatever, and you want children, and I know I don't want And you want got a window them. at 36. Women have the window. you're feeling that window. Yeah, and I felt bad for it. Like, I don't want to waste somebody else's time either. Like, I don't want... I'm dating somebody and all of a sudden I know that they're, and then the conversation happens too fast. So it does turn you off. Where is this going? Where is this going? But they have to ask that because if you waste four years of their lives, that's four years that they could have had yeah, kids. And and what it's, it's cruel to fall in love with someone and, and yeah. let them fall in love with you when you know, there's no future. Yeah. I, I think with me, any Google search would let you know that I'm not about <laughs> having kids, but I'm very open about it. And, and I find it's stating your intentions or what you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, and she's known that for a long time, that I don't want them. So I have a French bulldog. And so last night we had one of the maintenance guys in the building come fix the oven. And I was holding my dog like a baby. And he was like, whoa, that dog's fat. I'm like, yes, I know. It's because I feed him too much because he's like my baby. Because right. I have teenagers now, so I want to be maternal with something. So you get a French bulldog because they're always cute. Yes. So maybe Nikki could have the dog that she babies and that will fill that need you know it's funny she we would we, we would i would get a hypoallergenic small dog because i have a little terrace so the dog could pee outside like i'm not Great. about walking it yeah. uh and that's the problem i know i'll wind up taking care of it so i just won't uh I, I won't get it for that reason but i can't breathe in a big 
like a, you know, like like hair drives me crazy. Yeah. So like a little hypoallergenic thing. Yeah. Um, and I would like it too, I'm sure. But she wants to put a bell on it. Like I, I just know it's going to be. <laughs> Does she want? Is that a Scandinavian? She's not, I don't know. She's just nuts, and she, <laughs> and she's also like uh, she wants it to sleep in the bed yeah. with us. Uh, we I, we have a king bed. And I recently, because I have a terrible sleep apnea, so I got a bed that raises. Oh, those are the best. My daughter wouldn't let me get one. She didn't sleep in my bed. She was just like, Mom, those are for old people. If you get that, you have to get a life alert because you've fallen and you can't get out. It is a hospital bed, yeah. That's rude, but I would love, like, even for acid reflux. Yes. have Have a little bit of motion and angle. I we but I actually got two instead of one uh, one king I got two XL twins which nice. equals a king, uh, because this way we can go up and down separately and have mm-hmm. our own height and I don't like being touched when I sleep. She's a cuddler, oh. like an invading. That is the Viking, the invasion. She loves to lay You're out. You're mine, and I need to know your mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's and she's tall. She's like six feet, so she likes to splay out all over the bed. <laughs> I loathe it. I never want to be touched when I'm sleeping. I didn't know she was that tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't look that tall in video. No, she claims 5'11", but uh, we all know it's six. <laughs> we all know it's six feet. She finally admitted that. Do you ever wear heels? Um, no. Um, lifts? Those Ron DeSantis boots? N- no, I would wear heels before I'd wear lifts. They're less humiliating than getting caught <laughs> wearing lifts. Um, DeSantis' heels made me laugh. Did you feel laugh. bad for him when that no, happened? No, I don't like him at all. Okay. No, I don't like DeSantis, and I love that Trump went after him for it. Yes. I, I love that he went after him for well, it. Well, I, I, I wrote about it in the Daily Mail, and I was like, it's so dishonest. Like, if you're 5'9", be 5'9". There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. No one's going to get mad at you. But when you try and it's false advertising. Yes, it is. But is it? And this is true. This I almost have. Has there been a case where the shorter candidate is one? No. Look at Michael Dukakis. The taller candidate always wins. And I get it. But we're also in a time where political paradigms have been shattered. That's true. And, and, you know, it's like everyone said at the beginning of the 2024 race last year, like, Anyone but Trump, like all like DeSantis, this is it. He's got a great record in Florida. Everyone wants Trumpism without Trump. And it's like, that's not true. And it had nothing to do with his height. No, but what happened, I think the same thing happened with Dukakis too. Dukakis and JFK was so smart. They gave him a cowboy hat once and he wouldn't put it on. He goes, well, if you come to the White House, I'll put it on because he didn't want a photo of him looking stupid. Like he knew, like with Nixon and the sweating, you know, before that JFK went to him. And said to Nixon, Are you wearing, I'm not wearing makeup. You wearing makeup? And Nixon goes, No, I won't wear it either. And then JFK wore makeup. makeup so Nixon on. sweated. What a jerk. But he was a genius because yeah. Nixon looked nervous. Yes. Um, and Dukakis had that tank photo, that humiliating photo of him. Remember him? Yes. Uh, in the tank. And people just went, Oh, like it, it just, there was a, a cringe factor. And DeSantis had that with, with that stupid laugh, that moment of him going, hi, 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 where he looked like a puppet uh, and the, and the weird heels people, but with Trump is it's so amazing because he's unscoldable. He, those, Why is that? Is, is he, is he a total unicorn in that sense? Or has everyone else just not figured out how to do it? He's not. Look, let's be honest. There's definitely anyone who comes in from the outside and then takes it has got to be mentally. Sometimes you got to be psychotic on some level because to walk into politics as not a politician and and, and tolerate that and, and win. Um, but I do think that he is unscoldable, and that's a part of why people liked him. Not even about because there's more conservative guys than Trump. There's religious conservative. He's not a religious conservative, but it's the fact that he would not be broken by a public scolding from other people. Like, yeah, that happens. So what? 
and none of them have the guts to do it. And whenever they do it, you say, oh, they're just trying to do a Trump impression. It's not genuine. It's not genuine. I mean, we saw that in, in 2016. And I love Rand Paul, but it's like Rand Paul and Marco Rubio and Chris Christie, they all tried to do the same thing. Like even Chris Christie this oh. last time, like you're from New Jersey, but in the debates with Nikki Haley and Vivek and, and Ron DeSantis, it just, there was something about it that I just found very, very annoying. Well, when he, when he said to Donald Duck, it's like, it's like you stop coming up with nicknames. That's Trump's thing. And yes. it's not, and they miss the point. When Trump hits you with that, it's not just a nickname. He's like, he, I, he like literally changes the way people are are perceived publicly. Yes. It's an it's a crazy it's not just him being randomly stupid. Whether you like him or not, give him the credit for for being viscerally accurate with these with these that he captures something in someone and it just redefines them publicly. Like low energy Jeb wrecked him. <laughs> it ended him. Like you know, little Mike I like Mike Bloomberg. I thought he was a good mayor, a bit yeah. nebbishy and annoying. And then little Mike, and I'm like, Ugh, yeah, and little twerp. Marco Rubio, L I D D L E. Little, he's a lightweight. <laughs> he just says these things, and the greatest mistake people have made is underestimating or, or misunderstanding why people like this guy. It's not because they're all racist and dummy. It's there's something about him not being scolded and not bending when people criticize him. Now I'm that that could be to his detriment too, but that's part of what people really liked about him. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Fox News Radio on demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. And and I know people hate him. Like they hate yeah. him so much they will they will never unhate him. And I get it. And those people will actively vote against him. You could dig up Hitler, and and there are people who would, who would vote for dead skeleton Hitler yeah. as opposed to Donald Trump. Or they wouldn't see the difference. They say it's the same yeah. guy. Yeah. They, don't, they don't know the difference between Trump's bombastic uh, uh, rhetoric, which is annoying sometimes, and, and a guy who actually was a terrible so murderer. So what, what would be the best way to run against him? Because Nikki Haley tried it. You know, she's still in the race somehow. I don't know that she's doing herself any favors by staying in. You have to be willing to go scorched earth. Yes. Uh, DeSantis was military, so he should have attacked Trump's lack of military record. Uh, but he, I think he wanted to attack, he wanted to spar with Trump, but he wasn't out for blood, where Trump goes for blood because yeah. he's not afraid of you. That's the beauty of him. It's like he's just not afraid that you're not going to like him anymore. He destroyed Ted Cruz, humiliated yes. Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz came right back and was like, hey, he's my I guy. He's the best. Yeah. So Trump is not, uh, Trump is not afraid to scorch earth on people. Yeah. And you have to be genuine. Like, he's beatable, but you have to come, Every, I think. See, be that's my thing, too. Everyone is beatable. Yeah. But no, that's what is most fascinating about him and what everybody misses is no one has figured him out. And you know, Biden thinks he, he did because of the way he was able to run in 2020. But I don't see... Biden being able to do that because he's going downhill so quickly. I don't know if you've ever had an aging grandparent who has exhibited the signs that Joe Biden is, but it doesn't end well. Like it, someone doesn't, it's not like they get a nap and right. they're restored. No, no. The, he, I mean, look, Biden is obviously a, a plummeting quickly, but he didn't even like it, it, it. Trump, I think more lost than Biden won. And I do think Biden won the election, but I think it's because people just with, with Trump, they're like, we just, we want something stable. Like if he had just, shut up and not and not been so 
dug into every single like stop playing whack-a-mole with the media yeah. you're right they stink we got it like you're right about what you say <laughs> you, you have me i've been attacking them for 20 years but after a while even i was like it, it's whack-a-mole and you'll never win yes. because it's literally like you're you're it's a hornet's nest you don't just kill one and they all die it's you kill that one and that one comes up and then people forgot that you already killed that one and that one comes back it's a no win and you're bogged down in it yes. so i think that's where he really lost a lot of people's tolerance is just the, the pettiness of mm. a lot of these arguments it's like what are you what are you doing yes like you didn't get us in a foreign war i'm happy with that um i, I don't know if i'd vote for him um i don't hate him and people on the i'm on stage in new york saying that like how could you not hate trump i'm like i just i don't i think he's fascinating um but i i, I just don't want another See, I'm, I'm the same way i didn't vote for him in 2016 or 2020 yeah. i didn't vote for joe biden or hillary clinton and i never would have i voted for the libertarian candidate yeah and you know, I'm still one of those traditional people that someone has to earn my vote. And yes. there's, there's, there are some policies of his that I really like. Yep. And, and sometimes I think the pettiness is distracting and annoying. Yeah. And I, I appreciate when he makes me laugh. Like when he did that Joe Biden impression, I, I wanted to <laughs> hug him because it was such a gift Yeah. because we never thought we would see anything like that in politics. Yeah. He's uh he, he there's been a million moments where people are just like, this guy's fun to be around. And I also, I, I also trust that he's not going to, that's a really important thing for me not to start a war. And I don't like America being involved in everybody else's business. No, it drives me nuts. I agree completely. And I loved I interviewed him for uh, UFC Unfiltered, which is the podcast I do at Matt Sarah. But it was all sports because Trump was a great friend to the UFC. And we talked for 40 minutes about boxing. And uh, and his memory was so much – it was so good that people thought he was reading off a cue card. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. His memory, he's so much sharper than people are giving him credit for. Uh, but at the end of it, as we were saying our goodbyes, I, I wish I had remembered to tell him how much I loved that he attempted it with Kim Jong-un. Mm -hmm. I love that he went there and tried. It mm -hmm. didn't work, but I love this. I hate when people won't talk to people we don't like. Yes. Like when we act like spoiled brats and we won't talk to Cuba because Cuba didn't do what we went. Like I liked that he tried with Kim Jong-un, even though it didn't work. Yeah, I would like I would like someone like that to draw, to try with Cuba in a not communist way. Yeah. And I, like personally, like the fact that we have this this weird thing with Cuba, I know the whole missile crisis thing. That was a big, a big thorn. A while ago. Sure. I mean, we, we've gotten over I mean, worse. It was pre-Tang. Japan. So. For, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Japan forgave us. We can forgive. Sure. We can forgive the Cubans for getting carried away with the Russians. <laughs> you know, the Russians probably talked it over, you know, yeah. uh, and, and made it look like it'd be a great idea. Uh, but I, I don't understand this whole weird thing with Cuba. So I hate when we don't engage people we don't like. Yes. It's babyish. Um so there's a lot I do like about him, but um, Biden is just unelectable, I think. Yeah, I don't know how people honestly have that conversation. Like when you talk about, you know, Trump is smarter and sharper than they give him credit for, people give Biden too much credit. And they say stupid things like, oh, no, he's so sharp when you meet with him in private. Well, oddly enough, the presidency is a very public job. Yes, it they is. They say the same thing about Kamala Harris. Like, oh, no, when you talk to her one on one. She has tremendous command of all the facts and her capabilities. Like, well, you actually have to display that yeah. very publicly, politically and in terms of policy. And neither of them can do that. No. And she and I think she is probably a lot. I mean, look, she was a prosecutor. She's not dumb. She's obviously very smart. And she's probably very good at locking in on something and finding the flaw in an argument. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, publicly, the, the old the word salad thing that people always talk about. She's really and the bad laughing, at it. The nervous laughing. She's just not good publicly. And yeah. I, I think Biden hurt her, this jackass. I have no problem. You, you, if the, the vice president is a black woman, great. 
but he said beforehand that the nominee will be a black woman. So he's like, he automatically put her like into a category of not having earned it, even though that might not be the case. He yes. should have just picked her. Yes. Like you didn't have to stay before, say beforehand that you were going to pick someone of this group and of this gender, just pick her. Like, you don't need to tell me that beforehand. So you get credit for, I thought he really hurt her by doing that. It was a stupid. Well, he not move. only hurts her, he hurts other successful black women because people see them and they're like, Oh, diversity hired. That's the only reason she's here because she's black and she's a woman. Yeah. And so no matter how smart and talented you are, uh, that giving someone that, presumption is cruel i agree with you yeah and i thought that was just a bad a tactically a stupid move and i thought like what why would you put her in that position of just just make her the nominee you don't hear that from anybody else i'm gonna make a white male my nominee they just they pick who they want <laughs> trump didn't make it a statement i'm gonna pick an older white male he just george hw bush that's it i'm picking i'm picking a white guy yeah i'm picking a white, <laughs> white guy male midwesterner that's, yeah then no one can Tell me how brave I am. Everyone else just makes the picks. And yeah. that's how she should have been treated as just another candidate who he said this was the person I feel would, would serve the, the office best. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be – I can't believe we're here again four years later. It's going to be this. Would you ever run for office? No. I mean, not because of things that you've said and because of your relationship with your wife, which I think is fascinating. And I think it would be a, a very – helpful jumping off point for a lot of people because you guys are so honest about your relationship and it's so funny thank you it should be like we should be able to talk about these things and yes my, my job with nikki is not to like we want people to like like uh we want people to like us or not like us based on what they're watching us do like you know yeah she's transgender okay but that's that gets you how far like it, someone is not more or less entertaining or more or less compelling because they're transgender. So we, when people see us, like, do you think that our, what we're doing is funny? Like, that's what I want you to judge it on. Yes. Like not, Oh, uh, there, there's no messaging with it because I think messaging is boring yes. and it's insulting. And it makes me want to vomit when people, when I can see the writer all over uh, a script, you know what I mean? When I can yeah. smell the writer's opinion, drop dead. Uh, it turn, <laughs> and, and that's what we want people to, to, to judge like that. You think that we're fun to watch and then it's like, oh, okay. She's, but our marriage is the same as anybody else. Exactly. Right. That's it. You know, yes. there's no, there's no, it, the whole thing is not about her transness. It's not about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Has they, she ever asked you, would you love me more if I had a vagina? No, she knows the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. She knows I love her as she is. Um, and, uh, there's no, we should all be so lucky. I mean, that really is all you can ask for yeah. is just somebody who likes you as a person, who loves you as a person and who wants to be with you based on who you are. Yeah. Like, you, you know, just and if we put out something that we felt was trying to we've we've talked to production companies and it seems that there's always an angle they want to take that we won't take. Uh, we won't take this angle of. If you don't like this, you're, I, mean, I don't like bigotry. Like, I don't like people who hate trans people. Like, they make me sick. Yeah. But I also don't think that you should be fired for saying you don't like trans people. Like, you should be able to say it. And then well, we what can about ask questions? Ask, ask questions. People have asked us all these weird sexual questions. I mean, I, I am really unembarrassable. And she could care less. She's great. Yeah. Like, she's very happy to discuss any of it. We, you know, we've asked very personal questions uh, people have asked and uh, do you ever give people advice like that would be funny i would i would love to see an advice element on your show we, it's funny we just started the podcast it's video on youtube we're not because i have a contract with serious i'm not allowed to do audio only yet but we have we just started taking questions through our email like if you have questions so we're going to start answering them right 
But people don't like there's so many people in public life who date trans girls who don't talk about it. And it would be helpful if they just you don't have to talk about what sex you like, but to, to write off a whole group of people because you're a coward and you're afraid that your friends won't like you. Uh, it's just kind of weak and it's kind of mealy and soft. Uh, admit, admit the people that you like. How do you guys feel about having um, gender surgeries and, you know, gender affirming care? for kids you know it's like anything that i don't have kids so it, it doesn't affect me at all i think with children though there's like kids don't know who they are mm-hmm. uh and it has nothing to do with being transgender like i would i wanted to get ozzy on my knuckles when i was up till i was about 30 <laughs> i wanted to do it last week but you know what i mean like i wanted to make decisions uh as a kid that would have impacted me negatively yeah i think it's a bad idea but it's not because I think that trans care shouldn't be given. I just think that a, a, a surgery that is that radical is hard for someone who's young to know how they're going to feel 30 years from now. Yeah. But again, I don't, the reason I don't, I don't think about that much is I don't have children and I don't have, it doesn't affect me at all. But when I think about it, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's too young. Yes. But you were a child Yes, and, and you I... care deeply for people. And I think anytime you have that, that memory and that, Empathy, that is an informed feeling. You know what would help that too? And and I think that a lot of times if trans kids were treated, just treated better with respect and with love and like, hey, you're trans, it's okay. Then maybe the the appearance wouldn't be as important because you're being treated well and you're being treated with, you know what I mean? Like it's when you feel like I'm being treated terribly and I'm, I'm not being respected for who I am then you want this surgery. See, like now you can't deny who I am. And now I feel, con- that's what I'm guessing. I don't, I'm not trans, so I don't know. Yeah. But um, I, I think that you have to treat people with, uh, they shouldn't have to hide being trans either. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things about, don't talk about this to kids. And I get it. You don't want to sexualize stuff. But part of it is not just uh, introducing this to a third grader. Part of this is when you are that kid, you mm-hmm. feel like you're broken. Yes. Like when you're a kid who's transgender or gay, you feel like there's something terribly wrong with me. Yes. And if people would just know that I am okay being this way mm-hmm. or it bullying, like you know, in the seventies, it was worse. You know, you got, you got called out, you got beaten up. Oh yeah. So I think it helps for bullying too. Like if you teach, this is a thing. You don't have to say that being transgender is the only way to be, but if you're teaching that this is a part of human existence, and it's an okay part of human existence. Maybe bullies aren't as likely to to beat the shit out of somebody uh, because they're different. Yes. I think that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a balance there. It seems like everybody's either 100% for surgeries in first grade or it should never be acknowledged because God hates and al- you. And also, if you have questions about surgeries for kids... That's a question. That yes. doesn't make you transphobic and 100%. that doesn't make you a bad person. Absolutely not. And, and you should be able to ask those questions. Um, you know, Nikki is much better at, at discussing this stuff than I am. And she's pretty level-headed about it. And, and you know, and I think she transitioned when she was late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I think she feels pretty strongly about, you know, you should be able to make responsible decisions as you get older. Would you both come back so uh, I could ask you advice and just come up with a list of things that I need help with? Oh, yeah, yeah, because she's very, very comfortable giving her opinion. Um, I would love it. So, <laughs> so please bring her by. I would love to. Yeah, I'm sure okay. she would love it, too. Thank you for, for having this conversation with oh, me. Oh, it's great. I love you. you I'm happy to be here. You are just one of my very favorites. It's mutual. I love being on Godfeld with you, so thank you for taking this. Thank you, Kennedy. It was great seeing you. The great Jim Norton. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. 
Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.